Today's swap a number is 415. That's the number of calls the Pro Standards Committee fields on a yearly basis. On the show today, we're going to talk to SWAPA Pro Standards Chair Rick Grindstaff about what types of calls Pro Standards handles, how often they are talking to pilots, and what their success rate actually is. Arnest the door set, runway 13 right, for takeoff. Arnest the door set, clear for takeoff, 13 right, southwest uh, 14 8. I'm Amy Robinson. And I'm Kurt Heideman. And today we'd like to welcome Rick Grindstaff. Hi, Rick. Welcome. Hi, thank you. So, Rick, before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in Pro Standards. Oh, that's an interesting. Uh, I was uh, a fairly new FO, and one of the one of the four digit captains came to me and said, "I'd like for you to take my job." I said, "Awesome!" And I'd love to be a captain, but I'm probably eight years away. <laughs> and he looks up and goes, "No, I need you to do the professional standards side of things." And this uh, gentleman's name was Bill Donahoe. He was one of the original professional standards guys, and he came to me and said, "I'd like for you to do the professional standards." I said, "But I'm only a first officer." He said, we need first officers in this group as well. And I said, but I don't know what to do. What, what am I supposed to do as a professional standards person? He said, I'll break it down very simply. You're to communicate and you're to keep a pilot out of the chief pilot's office. It's as simple as that. Um, I thought about what I should do, um, not being from a union background. I come from a company background. I had to unscrew my father out of the ceiling when I told him I was going to be part of the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association. And he said, you're doing union work. I said, yeah, I think it's a good thing. So as a matter of fact, after 12 years of doing professional standards, my father actually said, I'm proud of what you're doing because you're helping people stay out of disciplinary. So that's kind of the background. That's how I got to be a professional standards volunteer. About how many folks are on the pro standards team and where are they based and how do they get involved? We have got 12 members now. We reduced the committee. Uh, What we found is uh, one of our key tenets in professional standards is an unbiased opinion. And since we were doing bases, Everybody was in the base, knew who the problem children were of the base and who the potential issues were. So they already had a preconceived notion about what kind of call they were going to take. So what we've done is we've removed that, gone to a regional basis. I don't know 90% of the pilots that I'm talking to, which is good for me. I don't have a preconceived notion. We listen to the stories. And on a professional standards call, there's always three sides of the story when there's two people involved. There's both of the viewpoints, and then there's always somewhere in the middle that's something left out. That's what a professional standards volunteer is going to do. We're going to listen to both sides of the story and come somewhere in the middle. Let's start by talking about the types of questions you tend to see a lot when pilots call. Uh, questions, are they range, mostly it's pilot-to-pilot conflict. Um, someone is not comfortable with the way someone's doing a checklist or we have some other device in the cockpit that's occupying others' attention. Um, something's not ready in the airplane, someone's not there, someone's late. Uh, that's kind of the general range of the, the, the calls that we get on, the, on an average and a normal basis. Sometimes we deal with a lot of critical cases where somebody's having a really bad day. How often would you say it's a personality versus an actual issue? I'm going to say personality is about 75% of the time. That's the, the, when, we, when we say the personality, it's, it's generally – uh, we have five generations of pilots at Southwest Airlines. We're from millennials all the way through the baby boomers. And sometimes the groups just don't quite see eye to eye on what's necessary and what's and, and the way you do things. Some folks don't communicate particularly well. And some of our pilots tend to be looking outside the window versus what's going on inside the airplane. And what are some non-standard issues that you've seen or dealt with? Uh, the ones that I can tell you about, again, this a lot of this stuff is highly confidential. When we when people are having a bad day, uh, sometimes we'll have medical issues. Uh, I've actually had 
pilot's call with a true concern about someone they're flying with, shortness of breath, someone who's just sweating profusely, and they won't take themselves off of a flight. Pilots are such type A people, they want to get the missions done. So I've had that phone call. I've had the phone call walking through the jetway on my way to Mexico. And uh, I had to go to Mexico, but I still tried to talk to this pilot who was having issues breathing, and he wanted to go fly. I said, you really can't do this. You need to go to the emergency room. I don't feel that bad. I said, I'm telling you from the other side of the telephone, you can't get your breath. You're sitting watching TV on the end of the bed and getting dressed. Don't go fly. Go somewhere else. Go to the emergency room. Go find out what's wrong. He actually did, and this person is medically retired now. Oh, wow. Talk a little, you just kind of mentioned it, but talk a little bit more about confidentiality because that's, I know it's a big tenant of your program. It is. It's the pillar of what we do. What we will never disclose is any information to any outside party. It's funny. People ask what we do in professional standards, and a lot of people want to know what we do and how we do it. I will gladly tell you how we do some of the things that we do, but as far as the details go into it, it's really it's kind of a black ops program. We talk to the pilots and the people that are involved. We don't discuss this with anybody else. We will occasionally speak to other team members on the professional standards group because we have a non-disclosure agreement with each other. So we can bounce ideas off of other professional standards people because sometimes we hear things we've never heard before. Some things make absolutely no sense. So we'll call another person who's in the professional standards group. Maybe they've dealt with a situation like this. I get that call all the time because I'm probably the, I've been doing this longer than anybody else on the committee and people will call me and ask me, I just, have you ever seen something like this? And that's where the critical cases come in. So you mentioned uh, other pro standards uh, members. Is it outside the pilot group? Does all work groups have their own pro standards team? I would say most of them do. We're, we're, we're really advocating everyone to get one. Flight attendants have their professional standards group. The dispatchers have their professional standards group. And we will generally handle these cases chair to chair. I never talk to a flight attendant because I really don't know what their rules are. But I can make a phone call to one of the flight attendant professional standards group. They know what their rules are, and it's we have a reciprocal agreement. The flight attendants don't know what our rules and protocols are, so they'll call us. We deal with the pilots. We get back to the flight attendant professional standards member. They're able to disseminate that information back to the flight attendant so that we're never talking pilot to flight attendant. It's flight attendant to flight attendant. I think there's better clarity. I think we get a better solution. So to bring that home, you're saying that if I were to have a problem with a flight attendant or a a dispatcher, I would go to a SWAPA pro standards pilot, and they would communicate with their pro standards. I wouldn't need to go directly to their pro standards committee. That is correct. We're the intermediary for you. In all cases. Absolutely. It just It's easier for us to take care of that because, again, we deal with these people on a weekly basis. We've, we've handled dispatch cases. We've handled mechanic cases. Uh, the mechanics have one professional standards uh, person in the, in the hangar in Denver, really a great guy. We, we have very few problems with the mechanics, but there again, sometimes we have them. And you talked about how many pilots you have on your roster. How, how are your pilots trained? Our pilots are trained. Fortunately, we've got a really good training program. Our our program was put in place with the previous administration, and we will do an annual training with professional standards. We bring people in. We train them on conflict resolution and mediation techniques. Our conflict resolution, it's it's picture this, if you will. You're you're hearing a conflict across the telephone 95% of the time. I'm not able to see the other person's face. I have to read the emotion in the other person's voice. That's the training technique that's so hard to master. 
when someone's telling you something, you have to make a decision. Are you getting the whole story? So you'll have to ask some probing questions. And you don't ask, you don't necessarily distrust what they're telling you because they're telling you the truth. Sometimes they're telling you, they're just not telling you what they don't remember. So we'll ask around those questions. In the critical cases, we ask very poignant questions. And I have asked questions several times and taken as many as three to four hours to understand what's really going on. Are your ProStandards pilots available 24-7? Our answering service is available 24-7. Then our answering service disseminates and calls any professional standards volunteer that might be available. The, the way that that will work is they'll call the base area and region first. And if there's no answer, then they start all the other volunteers. And then it goes to the vice chairs. And then finally, the, the call comes to me. When it gets to me, I answer all the phone calls. Uh, that happens uh, on holidays and weekends, so there's really no break. It's a 24-7 job with professional standards because usually the problems happen at the most inopportune times. I fielded calls at 2 o'clock in the morning. And when a pilot calls, what can they expect? Do you just say, you know, tell me your problem, or is there sort of a protocol that you follow with each case, or are they all different? They're really all, they're all different. I mean, I wish we could put these things. We started out with a training environment trying to put down – Okay, ask this question, ask this question, and this question, and it just doesn't work. Basically, tell me your problem. And as you're listening, you'll find some key words that you need to reflect back on. So if I understand what you told me, we're having an issue in descent. Is that correct? Well, it wasn't necessarily descent. It was descent climb out. Okay, so let's, let's, let's walk back and let's start over with this. And so that's what we're listening for is the, where the real problem exists because we really never know. Sometimes we don't know if it's the caller's problem or if it's the person they're calling about's problem. How does your committee help prevent chief pilot calls and why is that important? What's important about a chief pilot call and us intercepting that is once a chief pilot hears something, they can't unhear it. And once they hear something, they have to do something about it. And there are levels of discipline that the chief pilots have to initiate. Sometimes it's taken away from them and it comes to Dallas. It's taken out of their hand. Sometimes we do some things that the chief pilots have to, it has to go somewhere else. So if we're able to intercept that beforehand, we can solve these problems. Really on a communication standpoint, we don't fix people. But if we can keep people to understand what's going on amongst the other person that they're complaining about, then we can seek a resolution. And, and what we're trying to see is a communication between two parties. If two people aren't communicating, either in front of the airplane and back or side by side, then we have a situation where we've lost part of the crew. If I've got a first officer and a captain not getting along, I've got half a crew in front of the airplane. Bad situation. So we are able to diffuse most of those situations. If I've got to call the chief pilots at the NOC and have a pilot removed, the NOC is gracious enough. They won't ask any questions. Once it's in the professional standards hands, it stays in professional standards hands. The company supports this program so much, they ask zero questions. If we tell them it's a, it's a resolved situation, they leave it at that. If we tell them it's not resolved, then they dig further. But they really trust our program because we've, we've given them some great results. It saves the company tens of thousands of dollars. Think about what a fact-finding mission costs in manpower. By bringing two pilots in on their day off, you got to pay them, you got to bring a rep in for a day, and you got two chief pilots. It's a lot of money involved in that. It's also, a, I would also think, the rep's job, too, in terms of helping, helping the union as well and helping circumvent having to deal with termination cases or things that are even further down the line. We do. We're able, since we have a non-disclosure non agreement with our reps, 
I have reps call me on a regular basis before they go to the chief pilot's office and say, can you give me some background on this? Because sometimes we work with these people. Uh, we'll get a phone call occasionally where someone will say, I've got a problem, but I've already gone to the chief pilot. Okay. Um, I can't offer you any guidance because once it goes to the chief pilot, I'm out. But I'll give you some help. We never quit. We never give up on anybody. We'll give them some guidance on what to say. You know, just go in there and tell the man the truth. If you've already opened this 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 door, this window for which you're going to go through, tell the man the truth. You mentioned you have an NDA with the reps. Is that the only group that has an NDA to get access to what you have? The, the, the chief pilots don't have an NDA, correct? Absolutely not. We don't, we don't keep a written record of anything. That's for two reasons, one of which is we need to have the trust of the pilots that we're not holding a file on anybody. And it's not, it's not, nothing is admissible in any kind of, if we get called into a situation as in a termination or as in an accident, it's been held sacrosanct through the NTSB and the FAA that professional standards is not to be touched, not to be violated. They will not be asked any questions whatsoever. Therefore, we don't keep any records of anything. We have, my, we have, you know, we have memories, but that's not something that's admissible. And we would just say, I can't, I don't remember. All right. Trick question. Are there any downsides to calling pro standards? Why would somebody not call pro standards? I don't see a downside at all. We never take away the ability to go to the chief pilot or, or advance it in any other way. To escalate it if the case needed to be so. For a absolutely. Say, so, Kurt, you call me about a situation and I was not able to satisfactorily resolve it. I will tell you, I couldn't resolve it. You're free to go with any other method that's available. Professional standards is more of a, it, we're, we're kind of the first responder. And going to pro standards doesn't limit the, the result anyway. It just. Absolutely not. And do, do the pilots always know the, what the outcome of whatever their issue was? Not always. Uh, in the arena of a medical issue or something happened, we don't ever disclose that. But if we have a personality conflict, yeah, uh, they understand each other. Uh, sometimes we'll have a pilot go, do I need to call this other pilot and apologize? Yeah, that would go a long way if you want to go do that. You don't necessarily have to. Sometimes the personalities, and that's what we'll find on a personality conflict, these 70% of these cases, guys just don't get along. Guys and gals, they just don't understand each other. It doesn't work. One's having a bad day and one's not. Something happened at home. Um, you know, we got 9,400 type A personalities. They don't always gel. So if there was one thing you could tell pilots at this point, what would it be? Give us a try. You got nothing to lose. You may, and you have everything to gain. If you're seeing some performance issues, you may actually be saving a pilot's career by going to professional standards. We have avenues peer-to-peer. We can say things to people that nobody else in the company can. How often would you say you're successful in helping pilots overcome whatever issue they've re- they have reached out to you to solve? On a case-by-case basis, I would say 80%. Wow, that's there's, a- there's 20% we just... It just, there, there's nothing we can do on this situation. Right. Now, of these 20% cases that we're not able to resolve, I would say 2% go to the chief pilot. Some folks just say, I, okay, I get it. It just didn't work. Okay. And this person's just, this person's just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, thanks for coming on the podcast to talk about pro standards and how calling them might prevent disciplinary issues and help our pilots handle issues that might otherwise fester and cause larger problems down the road. Before we go, please remember if you have any feedback for us at all, drop us a line at com at swapa.org. We really do want to hear from you. And finally, this week's bonus number is 70. That's the number of cases Pro Standards resolved last year involving a pilot and a flight attendant. 
Like Rick mentioned earlier, ProStandards doesn't just handle pilot-to-pilot -pilot cases, but any issues that involve a pilot and any other workroom. Southwest 801, Midway Tower, runway 31 center, clear to land. Go ahead on Star 31 center, South 801.